Hey, Upper Feasters, hope you're having a great day so far. This week I talk with the hilarious Drew Talbert. He's an actor, comedian, former server based out in Los Angeles. When a customer says keep the change, but it's a bad tip, would you give them the change or would you keep the bad tip? We talk about hillbillies dining out for the first time, the red flags of an annoying table. You know, they might say something like, I'm a good tipper or are the soda refills free? Stuff like that. The ego madness that comes with being on set one day and then going back to your restaurant job the very next day. He tells me about waiting on celebrities, including Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler, Pamela Anderson. Nashville hot chicken is his favorite munchies food. He gives me his top three LA restaurants and much, much more. But I've learned a lot sometimes from rude customers that'll say something that shocks you. And later you're like, if you let your emotions calm down, you're like, you know, they're, they're kind of right. I think I could probably do that better. <laughs> I was like brand new serving in Nashville, Tennessee. And I would just always ask, this is back years ago when more people paid with cash. <laughs> this is going to sound like I'm so old. So people would pay and, and I was just in the habit. I would say, would you like your change or do you, do you need change? It was just like, I wasn't even thinking about it other than like some people didn't like they would include the tip when they gave you cash. Uh-huh. This guy was like, I hate it when servers say that. I go, what? He goes, it just sounds like you're begging for tips. Oof. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, 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 I'll give you I brought it. And then he left some, you know, and from then on, though, after I calmed down, I changed the phrasing and I would just say, I'll be right back with your change. Ooh, and then people that. had the option to say, oh, no, thanks. Keep it. Or thank you. And it took the pressure, the onus off them. Smart. And it was a change that I carried with me and it made perfect sense. And it was a much better way to do it. And I wouldn't have learned it except for this asshole. who <laughs> just like. Right. And so if you had a bad tipper, like say their bill was 98.76 and they give you a hundo and they see oh, yeah. the change, would you be petty and bring the change back? Because I certainly would. Yeah, I've done that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that should be a video. Anthony. Yeah, throw it out there, man. Go nuts. I wrote a short story about that, actually. I was writing short stories for a while. One was about serving rednecks, because <laughs> in Tennessee, I served quite a few of these folks. In Nashville, uh, it's pretty metropolitan and like, you, you know, pretty, a lot of diners that know what they're doing and it's awesome. But every now and then you get like a family that felt like they had uh, kind of driven a ways to come into town for dinner. <laughs> and uh <laughs> And like the, the, I just wrote about that experience, but part of that was, it was always like, you felt like Friday, they, the, the dad had just gotten paid and they would convert their paycheck to cash into hundreds. And cause they didn't like trust banks or whatever. And they like to just walk around with the hundreds and that's exactly right. It'd be like 98, 76, put a hundred down and be like, keep the change as if they were just, and in those cases, you, you knew there was no, you're not going to like shame them by bringing yeah. a dollar <laughs> back you know but I've done that where I thought maybe they didn't know or they'd be embarrassed in front of their friend or family member to see that into giving you more (laughs) yeah you could only hope man I know you probably touched on this in your videos but what do you think are some of the big red flags of an annoying table like right away yeah I think if if they say they're a good tipper I think that's a huge red flag if you bring up tipping oh, off the jump yeah. big red flag yeah oh yeah that asking if, if the soda refills are free is is one I guess but yeah uh no no eye contact can be a bad sign I find you know that's it you may not realize it at first if you're not paying close attention you just feel a certain way uh-huh. but it's probably because they're not making much eye contact with you 
they're, they're, they're not seeing you as a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not, there's no human connection there. Do you know what I'm talking about? That yes. Seems they to like be grab enough. your wrist when they're talking to you or they just try to make oh, you no. I hate that. Don't touch me. I hate it. I got this baby face, but don't touch me. Dang it. What? Yeah. <laughs> Young man. Uh, I feel like when you mentioned the grabbing the wrist, I instantly pictured an octogenarian lady. Yep. Big time. That feels like their MO. We called it no. white women Wednesday at my job. <laughs> Because ah, the hand, yeah, the cold, thin-skinned hand. She has the purple hat or the red hat, whatever that society red is. Red hat, but they wear purple as well. Those are the colors of yeah. the red hat society. They used to always come in because I worked in Times Square, so they'd always come in Wednesday before matinee, and they had the most precise orders. Like they wanted a deconstructed salad, everything on the side. They needed a bigger bonus bowl, like just total, total madness. Yeah, and and a lot, and all separate checks, correct? Yeah, of course. Because they don't really do that in New York, right? Separate Technically, checks. no, but they would just complain and complain and complain, and the manager would just bend to their will and be like, "Because we're yeah. supposed, to, like, I think we do like two to four check splits, but they would literally have like eight checks. It was, it was madness." Oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that I don't see them in LA. That's good. I saw the Red Hat Society in Nashville, but they probably exist in LA, but I didn't serve them in LA. So when you moved from Nashville to LA, what was that like culture shock for you or how did you handle that? Oh, uh, no, it wasn't culture. Well, yeah, in a way, I guess. The first time was right after college for a couple of years uh, with aspirations to be an auteur filmmaker in the vein of like the Coen brothers, like a lot of us in that time because this was early 2000s i ended up working at a restaurant in malibu and living in in calabasas which if you know la just means i'm far away from the action in terms of like filmmaking so it really made no sense but in hindsight i think it was just the first time for me to get away from home i was really just kind of like learning who i was to be honest moved back to nashville for five years and then came back so i've been here you know since 2007 for this stretch Dang. And I knew what I was getting into this time. So this time, definitely not a culture shock. But the first time it was the shock in the sense of, you know, just being on my own, really, for the first time and, and being able to kind of question all the things I've been taught and learn on my own. And did did you ever happen to get recognized by a customer that you were waiting on? No, because um, I didn't start making these videos until I stopped working. Well, I don't know if like maybe through like improv or something, because like, oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I guess occasionally there was very occasional people would say, I know you. Oh, and then we piece it together. They had seen me in an improv show. Yeah, because that was like uh, an average of one every four years. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, because like, I I mean, I have like a super unique look and sound. So I guess maybe I I, as a non-famous person, I stand out a little more. But sometimes Mm -hmm. I would get recognized for my stand up and it would be such a challenging ego thing because part of me is like oh my god they know my comedy but oh my god they need more marinara sauce so it's oh yeah the 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 thing that jumped to mind when you said that was like you know I would occasionally book something and so you'd spend a day or two on set and you're just like you got people fawning over you hair makeup come Mm -hmm. this way Drew come this way Drew and you know and then the very next day you you have like a a closing shift uh, and, then, right. and it was just like ah and every actor who's worked a tv or film knows exactly that maybe it's the same for stand-up comedy that like going from that to that or like being in the restaurant 
as a server with my apron on and seeing someone from the business that I had been trying to network with and almost like, almost like instinctually hiding. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to see me as a server. Mm-hmm. Like it would somehow make them think I was less of a, an act. Like it's not really rational. So many people need to do something on the side, but yeah, I know what you mean. Sadly, I think, and maybe I'm a pessimist here, but I think it does matter. Like, I think if a producer or like a casting agent saw you as a server, I think they would even subconsciously might look down on you less than like, I had this coworker, um, I won't even say his name because this is how much he hates being a server. But one time LL Cool J came into the restaurant and he literally hit, he was like, I'm not waiting on that table. Like someone else needs to take that table. I can't have LL see me like this. And that, that part's a little delusional because LL is not going to give him a deal, but I kind of <laughs> I kind of understood where he's coming from. Yeah, I, I mean, I felt those feelings, so I'm not going to deny it. I just think after meeting and talking to more and more casting people, I don't think most of them would detract from your, they understand and, you know, they get it. Yeah. And, I, and I've also, now that I've been out here so long, I've known several actors who work pretty consistently, who choose to keep, because it's freaking expensive and they're looking long-term and they want to, like, I have a friend who works regularly. He's, I see his face on TV all the time, film, and he keeps a restaurant job two or three days a week. And he just likes the stability it brings. That's fair. Totally fair, man. Have you ever waited on a celebrity yourself? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I would, it'd be hard to name someone I have not served in 23 years between Nashville and LA. It's any stories like, of note. Sure. Um, I mean, for me, because I grew up, you know, loving in, you know, film and independent film, that kind of stuff, he, he rest his soul, but I served Robert Altman. Uh, he's the only time I've ever actually broken that fourth wall and said something after the meal was over. I've never done that before try to play Uh, Anthony Hopkins was special Uh, you know John Cusack was a a daily regular at the Malibu restaurant so I'd see it was right by the Malibu colony which is this exclusive neighborhood with um, uh, A-list actors and um, studio heads and that kind of thing so I saw a lot in a very casual environment there but the notable one because this was back you have to go back in time Pamela Anderson was was considered like the bombshell body mm-hmm. still a few years after Baywatch, but still. And I was fresh off the boat from Nashville. <laughs> and I admit this, I get this job in Malibu, Coogie's Beach Cafe. And she comes in with the guy she was with at the time. And I was just, oh, I turned, I turned into a bumbling mess. <laughs> of course. And I remember like, I remember like putting her order in wrong, staring at the computer and it was like tunneling back at me. And like, I was flushed. I couldn't talk. It was ridiculous. And since then I I served so, so many, I don't really, you know, I get excited about stuff like Will, like serving Will Ferrell and that's awesome. You know, Oh, the the nicest is Adam Sandler. And anybody who served him will probably back that up. He treats you like you're his best friend. I, I mean, normal people don't even act this nice to servers, let alone, you know, celebrities. So Adam Sandler, consistently the nicest, coolest celebrity I've served. That's amazing. And, and with the Pamela Anderson thing, dude, 
you know, that's totally fine. Cause I feel like someone as attractive as her, if she wasn't a celebrity would probably make you feel a little nervous at the computer, but then she's attractive and a celebrity. So I totally get it. She's a great mom too. Is she? Nice. Malibu, they'd let their kids just run wild. It was really annoying. You know, a lot of like, just like we own this place in their mind, not her. She would like lovingly, you know, discipline or like contain her kids and like they doted over her. It was kind of cool to see that. That's awesome. So yeah. when you're a customer, do you feel nervous? Like, because you, you make fun of servers and you kind of poke fun at customers. Do you feel nervous when you're a customer? Oh, I feel nervous because, um, because of cancel culture in the sense of like, here's my, here's the scenario that plays out in my head. And, you know, we went to brunch with a group, five of the people I did not know. So one thing is, I don't know how they're going to behave. So mm -hmm. let's say someone sees me and they're like, oh, that's the guy who makes videos about servers, right? <laughs> so they're watching or whatever. And like, I'm hoping that the people I don't know aren't jerks. All right. And then number two is this particular place, they did an auto gratuity, right? And my wife and I agreed, you know, once kind of like, we went on a road trip recently. Not a, It was to visit family in Nashville and Florida. And it was about 50% of the restaurants, the servers recognized me and came up and said something. It was awesome. awesome. Like, so I know that people do see... So here's my fear is this place did an auto gratuity. Great. And we had agreed, you know, to over tip and that kind of thing. I, I would love to, I, I always did anyway as a server, but just to make sure. And so we added to it. Right. But I was nervous that someone at a table next door would be like, Oh, that's the guy who makes way. I wonder what he tips and look over and not see that there was an autocrat uh -huh. and just see the extra. <laughs> right. So let's say I added like 10 extra. But it, if you saw just the 10, it wouldn't even be, say, 20%. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I literally wrote 10 and I wrote in parentheses extra. Like, just <laughs> I, I'm paranoid that someone would see that and be like, take a picture or something. And be like, this is what he tips, by the way. Dude. I don't know. So I, I guess I'm, I'm nervous about someone misinterpreting my behavior or because we try our best to be, you know, no matter what the service is. It's just. Yeah. I think most servers are like that. And yeah. even if a server is rude to me. I'll still tip good because being a server sucks. Like being a server, like there's definitely some fun to it, but like if a server's a little sassy or if they forget something, like I honestly don't really care. I'll, I'll tip 20% minimum. And then if yeah. they're amazing, then, then it goes up from there. And oh, I tip yeah. in cash, which I think is nice. Yeah, that is nice. That's sweet, sweet cash. So if that um, government. Right, exactly. And I, I claimed all my taxes, of course. Um, you heard it here, Anthony. Right. Tips and cash to uh, to screw over the U.S. government. Yep, going to be audited. I had a good run. <laughs> so, yeah, we all claim all our tips. That's right. So, Drew, do you have an example of like um, a worst dining experience of yours where you're the customer? I mean, I've had some bad ones you know, where you just, I feel like you're completely forgotten, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's the way like you just like no one comes by for like 30 minutes. Yeah, that's annoying. Have you ever considered making um, longer form content, like maybe like a five or 10 minute YouTube video, for example? Yeah, I have. I have some ideas for, for stuff like that. I do want to eventually head that way. I got started. The first few videos were, were TikTok and then Instagram. And there was like a minute limit. And so I got in that mode. But YouTube, Facebook would almost earn encouraging longer content, at least three minutes. So one idea would be to stitch some stuff together. Like I have a series of 
the guy who makes bad jokes. I could do all those together kind of thing. And then I have some original ideas that would be longer form as well. And then I've written, you know, a treatment for like a full on show. That's cool. So, and is your longer form show that the treatment that you wrote, is that a restaurant based show? Yeah, I actually had one before I even did that. Three years ago, I wrote a treatment for a, and the pilot for a, a show. It was more centered around the back of the house, which, uh, you know, and then this newer version is more inclusive of the front and back and, and that kind of thing. So I, I'm playing around with that. Like everyone's, whatever career you're in, you're like, this could totally be a TV show. But I think restaurants could 100% legit be a TV show for sure. Oh yeah, it'll happen. You know, I hope, I hope I'm a part of it, but because it's going to happen. I mean, it's, at some point, it's, it's just such a great um ecosystem for comedy i feel like right in the front of the house and back of the house they're polar opposites most times and it's just it's the wild wild west and back of the i mean house. i accidentally kind of created one i i didn't intend to I, you know I, I have a restaurant that a lot of the, my videos take place in called bistro huddy named after my son and i would just like do a sketch and i'd have to name somebody so i'm like oh the server's name is nicole or whatever this one and people would respond to certain ones more than others so i'd bring back nicole bring back bridget and then the guys in the kitchen it tend to be these same three guys and uh and then this bartender and the but and so it's like on and the manager and it kind of accidentally became this very curated like group of characters all part of bistro huddy so it is almost like it's a show the closest i think to, i came to like an episodic was they all got their their government stimulus checks and Bridget went to Vegas to uh, try to double it and ended up getting into some trouble. And the whole crew like went to Vegas to like rescue her. And it was like set over like five different episodes. <laughs> and I like, it was so much work though, that I was like, and, and the views were not what, you know, the one-offs were. <laughs> oh, trust me, dude. I get it. Like with my food content, it's so random what blows up. Like sometimes I'll literally dip a chip in nacho cheese, you know, 200,000 views. And other times I'll yeah. make like, a video where I edit it and I'm like in the making, I'm cutting, chopping the whole thing. And it's like 20,000 views. And I'm like, what the yeah. Fuck? <laughs> yeah, that is, that is, that's TikTok too for you. My God, it's really unpredictable. Now, so. if something bombs, cause I'm like a real psychopath. If something does what I consider bombing, I delete yeah. it. What do you do? Do you let it up there? Do you delete it? What, what is your process? Um, early on, I deleted one or two that were just real bombs, but I've left some stinkers up there for sure. I've dared to, here's the thing, I've kind of established myself as like the restaurant content thing. And I get other ideas because I've spent, you know, years in comedy and writing sketches and writing movies, TV, you know, that kind of thing. So I have all these ideas for other things. And every now and then I'll have one that I'm just like, I got to do it. Yeah. And I'll do it. And it's just like crickets because people coming to my content have to get through this layer when the video starts of even realizing, wait, what it, they're trying to relate it to this thing they know. So it's just dead in the, it's dead from the beginning. And I, I would almost have to create like a separate channel and I don't know, but that's those bomb or I'll do, my wife is kind of my a grounder first of all my wife andrea writes most of these with me that's great and she's very grounded and my humor can sometimes be a little bit like and so i'll have these ideas and she'll say no that is not relatable or realistic and i'll just go you know like i want i had this gorilla suit in the garage full full gorilla suit i got from a friend 
And I want to do the service animal uh, sketch where it's like a gorilla, full gorilla, and it ends up attacking the manager. And she's like, no, no. So she'll stop me from making. But every now that I'll get one through, I have one sitting in my drafts right now that I'm just like dying to post. And she's like, you're going to regret it. You're so prolific, man. I'm so glad to hear that you have a teammate helping you write because you just churn out content, dude. It's really impressive. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it's part of it is just a uh, insatiable need for validation. Like you probably relate to like, I need that juice. (laughs) Uh, Part of it is just, I freaking love it. And I was away six nights a week waiting tables or teaching. And now I get my nights with my family and I'm here. And I, I have that workman mentality of like, I would have been at the restaurant for six, seven hours. So now I'll just shoot and edit for five hours and make a video. And it, it's something I love doing. So to me, it's like that. But then the other thing is, yeah, having her, Andrea, I can bounce ideas off of, she helps look at the edit and make cuts. She's such a good um, editor in terms of what needs to go. And then other ideas from followers, you know, they'll message me. What about one like this? And some of some of my best videos have come from other people's ideas. I think it's I love that. And I'll I'll credit them, you know, say idea by or whatever. I I just love that. I love that community aspect of it. Yeah, of course. That's amazing. And so I hope you can eventually do some more content if you want to, because I I know I'm sure you're very thankful for your following and your community you built, but you're such a creative guy. I can tell like you'd probably love to have some other characters in there too. I wonder if you could if you could sneak them in a serving one, like maybe, like, I don't even know what an example of one of your characters could be, but if you could just sneak them in, like as a customer, I guess, just to try to get them used to, to maybe establish that character. I don't know. Like another actor? No, like you playing like whatever your new idea. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I, I mean, I do that all the time with customers. Like the customers are always, uh, I'm constantly needing new characters for customers. There was one I did few videos back and I found this mustache filter on Instagram. (laughs) I was like obsessed with it. I was like, this is amazing. So he had like a mustache and I haven't had like a mustachioed weirdo yet. And I loved him. And so I might bring him back, but um, yeah, I'm always looking for ones that people I'll wait and see who, who are they like responding to? And those could be like, you know, used again. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Right now, my customers are the douchebag couple, which are like, they complain about everything, have allergies and like ask for unreasonable requests. And then I have like the sweet couple, Lewis and Martha, who are like, oh, they're just like, they're, they're like kind of reminiscent of like Midwestern or Southern sweet, you, you know, just you could lie to them about why their food's taking long and they'll just be forgiving. And then I have the guy who makes all the awful jokes and his long-suffering wife. Those are the, the, I wouldn't care. I have a Karen and her son. This is, this is off topic, but I want to make sure I ask you this. Do you have any unpopular food opinions? I mean, I like pineapple on pizza. I guess that's, yeah, that's polarizing. That's controversial or that's yeah. controversial more than, more than unpopular. Other than that, I don't love IPAs that just were like, I, and I don't drink anymore anyway, but going back to when I drank <clears throat> IPAs that just like rip your tongue off. Like there was this, the whole thing a few years back, I don't know if it's still going, where it's like, it became a pissing contest of these IPA makers, who can make the one, and they would name them stuff like Palette Wrecker, 
Then, yeah, they're all named like, you know, like Hops Punch or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Like never drink again. <laughs> and and I, I didn't get get on board with that. I I guess that's unpopular to beer geeks. It is, man. I, I think munchies can be sober munchies, by the way. But do you have like a favorite munchie food if you want to just have some horrible junk food? Like, do you have a go to for that? I love Nashville hot chicken, like that spicy fried chicken. Oh, yeah. I, you know, that's my thing because snacky wise, I just like snack on peanuts all day, but like for <laughs> junk food. Sorry, I'm I laughing could, at your snack. I don't want to please your palate, but I just, for some reason you eating peanuts is very funny to me. I don't know why. Just, I keep a bag open, <laughs> you know, but the Nashville hot chicken, it, I get the hot level Hattie B's in Nashville. If you're ever in Nashville, that's my favorite. Most people. Amazing. Old school people would say you got to go to Prince's. I like Hattie B's. It just, it it will hurt you, you know? Oh, yeah. And so I can only have it so often. Even if I lived in Nashville, which I don't, I would still have to limit it. But if you told me you get a junk, like a bad for you kind of food, what would it be? I'd have to go with Hattie B's hot Nashville fried chicken. So good. That's an excellent choice. Not to be crass, but there's no ranch for your butthole. That's my problem. Like my mouth there's can handle no. the heat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you tried ranch on my butthole? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you're right. I haven't tried. Okay. That. So, you know, I don't know. I just ranch is, is so, you know, it's got so many uses. It's like we learned later Coke can like take uh, you know, corrosion off a battery and clean your toilet. So don't say that unless you know for sure ranch you're right i'm out here spreading fake news what an awful guy i'm so sorry maybe yeah i can make that video too you know sure yeah go nuts please (laughs) (laughs) so i guess could you maybe give my listeners a top three los angeles restaurants sure i I have to preface this by saying my my food taste is not this is not eater magazine here i am not a foodie I don't, most of my last few years in LA, I wouldn't, I couldn't afford to go to nicer places anyway. And I have a two-year-old and like, we just don't get out that much. So please take that with a grain of salt. If your listeners are foodies, they are, (laughs) but it's going to be like, okay. But recently I went to Craig's. That's a foodie kind of place. Um, Although you might argue it's more about being seen, you know, it's where paparazzi is like three deep sitting outside there, but Craig's was good. They're known for, they have this chicken parm. It was great. I thought it was really good. I thought the service was fantastic. I would, I would recommend it. That's my attempt at trying to sound like I'm in the know. Okay. Now I'll get to like the real drip. Howling Rays is Nashville style hot chicken in LA and it's the best. So good. You got to win a lot line, of, though. It's a long line, but there's a reason for it. True. Just if you're, if you want to pick one and do Howling Rays, there's, Dave's and other places, but they just do the tenders only. But I like it on the bones, the real, and, and it's the closest to Hattie B's I've found. Vegan food, which is actually really good. Like my sister is not a vegan and I'm not either, but my, my wife's vegetarian and it's our one of our favorite places. It's called Hope, H-O-P-E in Studio City is great. Thai food. It happens to be vegan, but it's, you know, all it's really good. And if you're a uh, vegan, that's great. Mexican food. I like salsa and beer and uh, it's just fun and good. It feels kind of old school. Uh, again, I'm not saying it's like fine food. And then Suzanne Gowen's place, AOC is really good. Uh, she has several places 
uh, AOC is great. I used to work for her husband, David Lentz, but Suzanne Goen, I mean, she's like James Beard, at least nominated three times, if not won it at least Dude, once. Come on, Drew, you're doing great. Like you said, but, but, but David, her, her husband, David Lentz had a restaurant, the Hungry Cat, a seafood restaurant I worked at. And that was, um, it finally, I think the lease ran out and they had some issues there. It went away, but but she still got hers and, and AOC is fantastic. Your knowledge is great. I feel like you're too hard on yourself. You just crushed it with those great recommendations. And plus, I don't think things have to be fancy or cool. Like, I think whatever you like is fine. Like, I think literally if you would have been like, I really love Raising Cane's, which is like a fast food chain. I don't even know if you guys have that, but yeah. Like, I'd have been like, fine. Like, I, you know, like what you well, like. I, I am an in and out guy, you know, in and out. Now that's burger. where the podcast ends. I hate that place. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I do think it's overrated though. I'm a Shake Shack yeah. guy. I'm a, I'm team Shake Shack. Shake Shack's great. I just, I in no, and out. no issues the fries, with it. Ugh, the fries are medium. The fries are, the fries are their weak link for sure. I always ask for them well done. Smart. And then even that it's inconsistent, you know, well done can mean different things to different uh, fry cooks, I guess, but yeah. um, at least as for the well done, you have to. Okay, fair enough. That's so the only because sometimes you will get a batch well done that is like okay, this like is deep brown. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Drew, I asked you everything I wanted to ask you, but I always tell my guests if there's something that I didn't bring up or something you're chomping at the bit to say, uh, now's your time to do that. Speaking of restaurant community, my wife and I started a, a Twitch channel, and we do a show on Wednesdays. And it's 8 p.m. Pacific time. So it's kind of late for you guys at 11, but it's after our child goes to bed. But we created a little studio here. This booth I'm sitting in is actually from the last restaurant I worked at. They were remodeling and I took a friend's truck down there and got table 30's booth. But anyway, uh, and we built like a host, a host stand. Oh my God, that's awesome. That she's the host, you know, she's the co-host there. And so we do a Twitch show and uh, we incorporate improv where I create a character on the spot based off your suggestions. Uh, and then I bring a couple of the known characters and they come in and answer questions too. And we'll do like a trivia thing while I'm changing. And, and then we just, you know, talk too, you know, about a topic or whatever and have people. It's very interactive. And a lot of people are starting to come become like a little family there. I'd love to, to grow that even, even more, but it's Bistro Huddy. If you're on Twitch, you can look up Bistro Huddy and uh, come on on 8 p.m. on Wednesdays. And is that H-U-D-D-Y? I'll put the link in the description, but I just want to make sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bistro Huddy, H-U-D-D-Y, all one word for, for Twitch. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Drew, thank you so much for doing the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to more of your hilarious content. Well, thank you, Anthony. Nice to meet you. Yeah, man. Have a good day, bud. All right, bye-bye. All right, that was the episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Please remember to tell a friend, share us on social media, and give us a five-star review.